you found it. A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I am thankful that you have taken time to listen. This is the second year of my weekly podcast, and each episode is a mix of one of my personal stories, music from a variety of Canadian artists, and concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy the episode, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. The title of this episode is, Will You Stay? Sometimes you can't plan for what happens, can you? The girls' club I was leading in the inner city was growing at such a pace that we decided it was time to split the group into two. One club would be for the 12 to 14-year-old girls, and the other would be for the 15 to 17-year-old girls. We realized that there were different needs being presented in the two age groups and knew that by splitting the group, we could better address those needs. During one of the girls' club nights with the older girls, a very quiet yet confident young woman approached me and asked if we could go out for lunch in the next week or so, as she needed to have a conversation with me about something important. I let her know that I would love to do that, and we scheduled a lunch date just a few days away. I was to pick her up at school, but she called me that morning and said it would be better if I picked her up at home, for she was skipping school for a few days. This was the first indication to me that something must be up and that perhaps it wasn't the most positive thing. I arrived at her home, she got into the car, and before I could barely say hello and it was so good to see her, she blurted out that she was five months pregnant, terrified and didn't know what to do. Then she began to cry, which quickly turned into sobbing and then wailing. Needless to say, we stayed in the car and I tried to console her that we could talk this out and that perhaps there were supports available to her so that all this would not be so terrifying for her. It took quite a while before she was able to talk. So I sat in the car with her, giving her tissues and holding her hand to reassure her that all eventually would work out. Finally, she indicated that she was able to converse and that we should head out for our lunch date. Off we went to the nearest fast food restaurant, ordered our food, and then sat down. Without even asking any questions, she told me the whole story of how she became pregnant, that the young man she was having the baby with would not be in the picture, and since her mom was addicted to drugs and alcohol, she knew there would be no support from her. Then she told me how she hoped I would be a main support to her, and that she not only wanted to keep the baby, but wanted to ensure it would have a much better life than she had had up until now at 15 years of age. It was necessary to listen, and silently I prayed for wisdom on how to respond to her. Finally, I was able to respond and let her know that I would be a support to her, would help her find other supports, and then come up with a plan on how to move forward as a teen mom. Since it was early in my time as a full-time youth worker in the inner city, 
I had not had much experience walking alongside teen girls who were pregnant. Thankfully, my supervisor had many years of experience, and so it was very lovely to be able to let her know that one of my girls was pregnant and wanted me to be a major support during her pregnancy and also once the child came. My supervisor was excellent in providing resources and assured me of her support during this new experience of coming alongside a pregnant teen. The months flew by, and after the second trimester, it was quite obvious that this young woman was pregnant, and if all went well, would soon be a teen mom. I could not imagine what she was feeling. To be 15 years of age and know you were going to become a mom with very few supports. This sense of being overwhelmed for her caused me to want to be the best support for her I could be. Thankfully, she was feeling well and was very healthy not giving in to the pressures around her to enjoy alcohol or drugs. Her resolve to have a different birthing experience than her mom and others who had addictions was strong, and I was thankful to witness this. Thankfully, I was able to secure an older woman who was willing to come alongside her as a mentor after the baby was born. For having children and raising them was completely out of my wheelhouse of experiences. It continued to amaze me how God provided all the resources she needed as her pregnancy moved along closer and closer to her due date. As we were nearing the end of nine months, she became more and more uncomfortable and let me know that she sensed that any day now the baby would be born. I became more and more uncomfortable with that thought as I had agreed to be in the hospital with her for the birth and realized that in spite of all the prenatal classes I had attended on this, I felt completely out of my element. It was time to pray and ask that God would provide all that we both needed. One evening, as I was preparing to head out with friends to a movie, the phone rang and it was her. Her water had broken and she was on her way to the hospital by taxi and begged if I could come and meet her there. After a quick call to my friends to cancel my time with them, I hopped into my car and headed to the hospital, praying that God would guide me as I came alongside her. Upon arriving at the hospital, I was informed that my girl had already been admitted and was in a room with many monitors on her, as they sensed both she and the baby were in some distress. I quickly made my way to the room and there she lay, very still and softly crying. Upon seeing me, her eyes lit up, and she let me know in between her sobs that both she and the baby were in distress, as her heart was not doing as well as it should be, and neither was the baby's heart. She was terrified and was so glad I had come. Wow! Now I definitely felt in over my head, and silently cried out to God for wisdom and the strength to be there for her. Then I asked her if I could pray for her and the baby. She nodded her head yes, so I prayed that God would protect them both, give the doctor looking after her much wisdom, and that all would go well. As soon as I had finished the prayer, a young doctor entered the room, and much to my surprise was someone I knew, as well as someone who followed Jesus. Wow, God had answered prayer for the doctor looking after her. For he was not only a really good doctor, but was someone that I knew and someone who loved Jesus. Could it all have been much better than that? I don't think so. 
He informed us both that due to the high level of distress happening for both my girl and the baby, that it was possible an emergency C-section would occur. The monitors were to be watched closely, and if there was any sudden change, he asked me to call for help and then they would perform a C-section. Until that time, if the monitors held steady, they would wait and see if the baby could be delivered naturally. I held tightly onto the hand of my girl as we both listened intently to what he said, and then I agreed to watch the monitors closely and advise of any changes. Once he left, she let me know how much she appreciated him, how he had explained things to her, and although she was afraid, she was grateful for him and also my presence. The monitor stayed st stable for several hours. But then, early in the morning, it all changed, and both hers and the baby's monitor went incredibly erratic. I panicked and headed into the hallway to find some help, and there was the doctor I knew. I let him know, and within minutes, he and a team were in my girl's room. An emergency C-section was planned, and as they were preparing her, she looked at me wide-eyed and pleaded that I would come into the operating room with her. I was advised that would not be possible, but they would let me stay with her until she went into the operating room. Thankfully, this calmed both her and I down, and I could hold her hand until they wheeled her into the operating room. With many prayers and paces, I waited for news of how things had gone. After what seemed like hours and hours, the doctor came out to let me know that both my girl and her baby girl were doing well, and she would be in observation for a few hours. I began to cry. I realized part of the crying were tears of relief, but also tears of joy, as both my girl and her baby girl were fine. Wow, what a long, long night that was. What an incredible experience to be with one of my girls as they faced the birth of their child. What an incredible experience to have a doctor I knew care for my girl in the situation she found herself in, one of distress while in labor. What an incredible experience to know God was with us all during this challenge and had heard our prayers for him to provide peace and comfort in the midst of great anxiety and chaos. The song Waiting for Aiden by Steve Bell seemed appropriate for this episode as it is a song about waiting for a child to be born. Steve Bell is a singer-songwriter from Winnipeg who is also an incredible storyteller. I am thankful that I can share his music with all of you.
How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? Micah's Supervlog is a cartoon that uses witty comedy, fun, and adventure to provide relevant teaching on God's Word for English-speaking children. A viewer recently came across the show on Jelly Telly. Thanks for spreading the gospel to older kids and young teens. Micah is truly going into all the world, one view at a time. To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. The older I get, the more I realize how we really are not in control of our own life or the lives of others. However, the older I get, the more grateful I am for being connected to the one that is in control of our lives and with whom I have a personal relationship through Jesus Christ. David wrote the book of Psalms in the Bible and poured out his feelings to God no matter what they were. I like how in Psalm 148 verses 1 And then from 4 to 8, he expresses where to place our trust no matter what we are facing. Let me read these verses to you. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my plea. Answer me because you are faithful and righteous. So my spirit grows faint within me. My heart within me is dismayed. I remember the days of long ago. I meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done. I spread out my hands to you. I thirst for you like a parched land. Answer me quickly, Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, or I will be like those who go down to the pit. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. At this point in life, and with all that it may be bringing our way, Can we put our trust in God to be with us and to stay with us through it? My hope and prayer is that we can.
Thank you for listening, and I hope you come back each week to hear another episode. To keep in touch, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and the website www.ascoopoflife.com, which is spelled A-S-K-O-O-P-O-F-L-I-F-E. Not with a C like in a scoop of ice cream, but with a K as in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. Your thoughts on the podcast, any questions you may have, or things you would like me to pray about for you.